How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the DadWise podcast. Uh, this one was a great conversation I had with Ami from Dad Squad Gear. We talked about his journey in starting a business for selling hats and shirts to dads, uh, his journey as a father, uh, raising three girls, how he stays connected to those girls, and how he thinks about uh, modern politics and how to teach your children American values. So, uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Let's hop into it. All right. Welcome to the DadWise podcast. I'm here with Ami from Dad Squad Gear. Uh, thanks for hopping on uh, with me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Isaac. Yeah. Cool. Uh, will you give us just kind of a, a little background of who you are, where you're located, how many kids you have, just a little rundown of uh, of your story? Yeah, so uh, Ami Hayes, uh, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, California. I was pretty much raised out here. Uh, my family immigrated here back in 1990. Okay. And, uh, uh, I became a husband to my wife in 2013. I met her in 2011, got nice. married in 2013. So we're celebrating actually a 10 year anniversary coming up. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Got uh, three beautiful girls, uh, eight, five and one and a half. Nice. Yeah. And uh, started that squad gear recently. Uh, end of last okay. year, the idea came to me. Yeah, uh, it's been something that's uh, been brewing up inside me for a, a long time. And uh, I finally finally had the courage to take it on and uh, put myself yeah. out there uh, and get in front of an audience. And uh, I've been in fashion and uh, clothing and apparel for uh, for 15 years. Okay. So I love making things. I, I design uh, clothing. I uh, but I never designed hats, so I got okay. And I love wearing hats, so I just wanted to design a hat uh, uh, for me. And from there, it kind of took a tumble because everybody was liking my hat, <laughs> questions about it, and it was just a hat that I made for myself, Dad Squad, yeah. Uh, that I kind of was working on, and um, from there, I, I figured I put it out in front of an audience. Yeah, and uh, the reaction has been great. Uh, people are loving it, and. Uh, what it represents is really uh, pride in fatherhood, you know, yeah. being proud to be a dad, uh, taking the role of a dad seriously, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's kind of where it came from. Uh, there's obviously a lot more to it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, how has um, your journey as a father been? Um, I know for a lot of guys, it's like... Uh, it's kind of a shock when you first <laughs> start out. You're like, "Oh no, I have a baby now. What do I, what do I do?" Did it come naturally to you, or has it been kind of a, a learning process? Um, so have, having a, having a kids is something I, I kind of always wanted. Uh, in my twenties, all my friends got married in their mid twenties, late twenties. Okay. They all got married, all had kids. I was the only one still single. Um, yeah. Never really had serious relationships. I was just focused on, on work and just doing me. Yeah. And, um, but I knew I wanted it, you know, I just, yeah. um, and, uh, I was around kids a lot cause all my friends had kids. I yeah. befriended, uh, uh, their kids and they kind of looked at me like as an uncle. 
yeah. my brother, my older brother had a couple of kids uh, also, and uh, they loved their uncle. Uh, so <laughs> being a dad was a calling for me. I, I always wanted to be a dad. Uh, so when we had our first um, child, when uh, my daughter was born, it was uh, an amazing feeling. Uh, it was a little bit of a shocker because, you know, you don't know what to expect. You, nobody knows what to expect until that moment that yeah. uh, the child is born and you're actually responsible for another kid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, that really changes you and uh, changed me, made me yeah. uh, a lot more responsible, gave me uh, more purpose. And yeah. um, with one, with, you know, now I have three, three kids. It's hard to yeah. remember what it was having that, <laughs> that one first kid. One. Yeah. But I remember it being, uh, pretty blissful <laughs> compared yeah. to quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she was a, you know, the first one was a uh, easy child, a, a good yeah. girl. Didn't give us too much of a hard time. Was, I call it the honeymoon stage. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys done with three or you think you'll keep going? So we keep saying we're done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just insanity. It's, 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 uh, it's crazy, but I think it's because the little one is still small. It's it's been a year and a half of yeah. madness, and we're like, no, no more, no more, no more. Uh, it's tough, you know. Uh, yeah, living expense is tough. Uh, schooling is expensive. I mean, we, yeah. we put our kids in, in private school. You did. We we don't trust the public uh, school. <laughs> uh, so, and I work extra hard to make that happen. You know, we sacrifice a lot just to get him into a private school yeah uh, and uh that's probably the main challenge otherwise sure you know having more kids is, is a blessing uh yeah but, uh, probably is the economic and uh challenges that come with it you know yeah well let's get well, yeah. I, yeah. I was happy with two i, I when yeah. before we had the third one i told my wife listen this i think is... we're okay <laughs> you know? Uh, these kids, they need a lot of attention. They, yeah. they need us to give them a lot of attention and be there for them. And uh, we're kind of even right now. You know, it's uh, two of us. Two on two, one on one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all that changed. It's just my wife really wanted a third and I was supportive of that. Yeah. I kind of fell in line. and, and uh, <laughs> Yeah. And, and, I mean, I couldn't be happier. I, I, yeah. I love them all, you know, but... Did you guys come from? Did you guys come from bigger families, or did you have a lot of siblings? Uh, yeah, so uh, we've. My family is. A, we're also three. I have an older brother, younger sister. Okay. Uh, my brother only had two kids. He stopped when he had a boy and a girl. There you go. One of each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "All right, we're good." And yeah, uh, his wife was older already too, so they were kind of done. Yeah. Uh, my sister, who's a little bit younger than me. Um, she also had three and our kids are kind of the same ages. Yeah. That's so, cool. yeah. So cousins and that's all that worked out great. Yeah. Um, and family is a big part for us. You know, we spend a lot right. of time with, with family. My, my parents are still around. My dad just turned uh, 80. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And the values that he brought us up with is, family and being close to family is very important. So yeah, uh, 
stick around, you know, I think we're still in California because of my family. Yeah. Are they all there in LA area? Yeah, pretty much. Um, my, my parents, my brother, my sister were all in uh, close proximity. So uh, it's yeah. hard to leave, live that lifestyle, you know, behind. Yeah. It sounds like you, I mean, you're, you've posted a little bit, I, uh, your values might not line up exactly with the, the state of California at this current moment in the political history. How do you guys, I mean, you've done private school. How else do you guys kind of instill values in your children that aren't um, kind of the water you're swimming in and the, the, the culture that you're around? How do you guys train them and so raise them up? One, I mean, first, we, we, we try to keep them away from mainstream uh, culture. Uh, TV is very limited. Uh, there's no phones, no Internet. Uh, I mean, my oldest one is eight. Yeah. She'll probably get to a stage where she's asking for it more, but I made her aware early on that um, it's not going to come easy. I actually always tell her, you'll get your first one when you're 16. And she's like, I can't yeah. wait to be 16. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I, I keep them away from that. We're very strict about what they watch on TV. Uh, we monitor the shows they watch to make sure there's nothing um, that doesn't align with our values. Yeah. And, um, we talk to them, you know, my, yeah. my oldest one understands a lot now. She's very smart. She's going yeah. into third grade and I talk to her a lot and, uh, the values, uh, we talk to him about, um, you, I talk to her about us history, especially with, yeah. uh, when holidays come around, I make sure that she understands why we celebrate yeah. holidays and not just waving a flag, but what it actually means. Uh, we yeah. get in books, uh, to help them understand as well. And, uh, that's, and uh, that's the way we we kind of keep them a little bit more safe you know um we just tend to keep them away from those things and then talk yeah. to them about things when they have questions we talk to them right. um, my yeah. girl asked me why are there rainbows everywhere <laughs> yeah it's june <laughs> rainbow yeah. month i uh, guess yeah you can imagine here in la uh, yeah a lot of rainbows flying around so you know we don't yeah no we we explain to them that uh you know, everyone is just celebrating God and everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, really like God made us to not flood the earth again. You know? <laughs> and we explain to them what the true meaning of the rainbow is rather yeah. than, uh, than that. And, you know, when, Ever when she's a little older, we'll explain things to her. But right. we want to keep her more innocent. And I think that's that's the way I grew up. I didn't know anything until I was like. 13, 14, I didn't even understand the word, right. you know, and, we, and I think that's, it's important to keep our kids innocent. Yeah, everyone just really loves Noah's Ark. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it seems crazy to talk to our children so young about sexual orientation and gender and all that. It's like, man, you're not even it hit puberty yet. Like, you're not even interested in any of that. Like, I'm not yeah. going to force a conversation that uh doesn't need to happen um yeah that that's does really bother it bothers me and my wife are very uh, actually we're very passionate about uh, fighting back against that um and uh teaching kids and i in some of my posts you know i let the dads know you know that it's up to us really and the culture is going to try its hardest to get to our kids and it's up to us to uh keep them safe uh, pass down good values 
uh, to turn them into good citizens rather than this uh, woke culture that's going around uh, poisoning our kids' minds with nonsense. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a challenge here, you know, and also... Uh, my sister tends to be, a, she's a little more liberal and <laughs> okay. she, like my wife will talk to her about these things. She'll be like, nah, it's okay. It's okay. And we're like, hmm. no, it's not okay. We're, yeah. we're not on board with that. And you know, it, it, it was hard for our family to, to kind of understand where we're coming from. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we stay strong to that. we yeah, is your family not all on the same page, or so? They're just not on any page, really. They're just okay, like, uh, like living, just living life. They don't focus on politics. They don't focus sure. on on those things. But uh, since we have kids, we do focus on that because we want the best for our kids, and we understand that uh, what happens in, in politics will eventually affect our kids, especially yeah. the state. You know, they they pass all these crazy measures uh, yeah and uh, we had a um, we had a, a council member in california uh talking about he's been he's been uh, he grew up in uh, in california he's okay. been on the board for 15 years and he's urging people to live with kids to leave california <laughs> so it, it's you know uh, that's yeah that's my one thing that scares us and my family, my in-laws are in northeastern California, so like, uh, what's the county? Lassen County, up kind of by Lassen National Park. So it's like California, but not the California anyone thinks of when they think of California. It's... Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of red areas in California. There's a lot yeah. of conservative areas. I mean, I, I do a lot of training. Um, and I go down to Orange County, uh, which is a lot more conservative hmm. and uh, friendly. But uh, here in L.A., I mean, we live in the San Fernando Valley. We live in more of the suburbs. But I traveled okay. to L.A. a lot. My family lives in L.A. And yeah. uh, I'm actually in downtown L.A., which is uh, turned into a third world country now. <laughs> is and this is is Dad Squad gear your main gig or is it a side hustle still? No, so like I said, I, I've been in the fashion industry. We, uh, our company, it's uh, me and my brother. We are partners. Um, okay. I got into this business about 16 years ago. Okay. And we distribute uh, apparel. Uh, cool. We manufacture apparel, and nice. we distribute to retailers basically. So um, nice. it's, it's been a, it's been a business for a long time. We also have some other retail outlets, some different brands. Yeah, uh, but that's what gear was kind of something that uh, I kind of ventured in on my own. Yeah, uh, got my wife involved in it a little bit. My uh, my oldest uh, is involved a little bit, uh, helping me out behind the scenes, packing yeah. orders and and shipping orders out. She gets really excited about that. Yeah, uh, and so it's just something that I kind of put myself out there on my own. Uh, another thing to put on my plate. I mean, <laughs> I already have so much going on. And, but, you needed uh, an extra challenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think as men, we just constantly looking to to build new things, to build and and uh, and make things. So I, I think that's kind of uh, what happened. And I, I I did see a need for um, positive messaging for for dads, and I wanted to be a part of that. You know, there, there are great dads out there giving yeah. out 
positive messages. I'm not a perfect dad in any way. And I learned right. from other dads as well. And I think this whole experience of starting that squad has made me even a better, more relaxed uh, dad because um, I'm more exposed to other dads, how they handle things. They're yeah. uh, uh, motivating me while I'm trying to motivate others. And I think it's just great to be in a community. Uh, if anything came out of this and I sold zero hats, I'm glad, <laughs> to, be, I'm glad to be in this community. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you had some good connections with other dads around? It looks like, um, I mean, just from your social media stuff that you've had a good reception and uh, dads seem to be liking it. So that's that's great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of dads reach out to me uh, in, in private and tell, uh, I, I've had people message me and tell me, you know, uh, you, you inspire me to be a better dad. I love your gear when I wear your hats. I feel more proud and, and it's, it's a constant reminder that uh, uh, I need to be a strong dad. You know, we, we promote strong, masculine dad, yeah. protecting family, uh, being present for our family and, uh, you know, working our hardest to provide for our family. You know, yeah. uh, I've had a lot of dads reach out to me personally and let me know that, you know, I've, I've made a, a difference in their life. And even if it's one, it, it makes it all worth it for me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you've kind of you kind of touched on it, but what what would you say is like the role of a father in the house? I've been thinking about this a lot lately and um just like what is specifically the father's role as far as building the house? What would you what would you say to that? I think first of all is to be a leader. You know, um I think uh your kids and your wife will look look to your approval uh, yeah. so you have to be willing to be the leader and take the responsibility of making the right decisions for the family um, whether it's what uh, money is being spent on what uh, schooling is going to look like and what values you pass on to your kids and how you discipline them yeah uh, all that is the role of the dad uh, moms uh, tend to be more nurturing uh, more giving, uh, more willing to give in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's important for dads to play the role of uh, discipline, uh, not being uh, so tough. Doesn't mean yeah. you have to be so tough, but discipline uh, requires uh, teaching your kids to learn from mistakes, right. uh, learn from experiences, uh, you know, not to bail them out of every situation, kind of let them fail so they can understand what it feels like to fail also. And yeah, uh, you know, my, my two girls, they, they go at it a lot. You know? <laughs> and, yeah. um, my older one is sweet and gentle. And, uh, my second girl, my middle child is crazy. A little, a little feisty. <laughs> yeah. So she, she can pretty much, uh, uh, overthrow a tyrannical government, like <laughs> uh, and uh, and I try to teach my older one how to deal with that because yeah. she she gets bullied a lot by her younger sister, and, yeah. and I don't come to the rescue right away. I, I try to teach her, hey, you got to learn to talk to her, to deal with it, not just cry out for your parents, not cry out yeah. for your mom and dad, learn to deal with it, and then at the same time, I have to go to the. Uh, to the younger one and teach her and tell her 
There are better yeah. ways to deal with things. You don't have to do it with fighting, with screaming and getting in uh, your sister's face. So, <laughs> Yeah, that can be an exhausting piece of the, the fathering journey is mediating conflict. It's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough one to navigate and to try to be fair and not lean too heavy on one of the children and coach both of them at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone, take a breath. <laughs> and in the beginning, I, I used to jump. I'm like, why are you doing that to your sister? Or yeah, or knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, but now I try. I try to do it a little bit more methodically, and you know, kind of when they're when they're in the process of fighting, I kind of let it play out, see the situation, yeah. and try to get both sides because. The older one, sometimes she can scream for help, but she <laughs> might have had something to do with the issue starting. Yeah. You know, so I, I've learned that it's 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 not one-sided ever with them. So, yeah, that's definitely a challenge. But I think f for me is I have to deal with that uh, when I'm home, which is uh, much less time than my wife. And yeah, for, for her, it's be being a, become a challenge as well. And uh, I think women get a little bit more frustrated uh, faster, uh, so I'm trying to help my wife also navigate that and uh, yeah. you know set an do example. Do you guys do you guys do the wait till dad gets home thing, or <laughs> let, I, you know I, we'll let dad deal with it when he gets back? So I try to tell my wife this: that's what you should do. You know, yeah. if you want an easy way to deal with it, let him know. Dad will deal with you when you come when he comes home. Yeah. But she wants to, she wants to also resolve the issues. So, yeah. Uh, but a lot of times it's uh, it's overwhelming, especially and she's also she has a little uh, the little baby also yeah. constantly um, at her hip. So yeah, it's hard to deal with it. It's hard. I I, I give her a lot of credit, and right now it's uh, summer break. Yeah. Um, we did summer camp for some days. Uh, okay. Mostly she's with them doing activities. Yeah. Um, and it could be very overwhelming. So when I get home, it's like uh, rescue time. Take the kid. <laughs> Tap them in. Tap that yeah. in. Yeah. That's I awesome. I think it's important also to, you know, we talk, I talked about this with my wife last night. It's to, to try to make uh, time for her to get some alone time. You know, I get alone time. I'm at work. Uh, yeah. Or I'm driving in the car. I, I don't have kids at my hip all day. Yeah. And what we talked about is, you know, trying to figure out a way to give her some alone time also. Uh, yeah. So she can kind of get her mind back together and calm down a little bit. So I think that's something that we're going to be working on. Yeah, that's super important um, to to make space for that. My wife she's she'll be like i'm gonna go get a pedicure and i'm like all right whenever you need to do that you go do that and i'll be i'll be here for it so uh yeah she my wife is at home with the kids most of the time so she's like I'm, kids? i've got a seven-year-old boy five-year-old girl and then a two and a half year old boy so oh, very, very similar yeah ages. almost the same yeah yeah the the oldest, our two are switched. So my middle daughter's super sweet. And my oldest boy is, uh, he's also wonderful. He's just a little more tenacious and, uh, aggressive. So he does well in soccer and, <laughs> but not when his sister has something that he wants. So 
we're we're working through that too. But he's been very receptive. I I think what I've noticed is that when I add any sort of like input or coaching or direction, uh, my children jump on it. They love, they need and want to be taught and to be fathered. And so uh, when I step into that role, it really helps take the pressure off my wife and also the kids do much better when I'm, when I'm doing my best as a dad. So. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the, sometimes I can be really tough uh, on my older uh, child and, um, and my wife is like, she's going to hate you. <laughs> then she'll come and give me the biggest hug and give me even more love because they, they, they yearn for that. They, they want, they want to be challenged. They want to learn. They want to know uh, yeah. when they're making mistakes and they do want your approval um, as their dad. Yeah. yeah. What are, uh, what are some resources like books or things that have kind of shaped your uh, imagination as a dad or have given you kind of direction and um, just kind of context for being a father? Um, I think a lot of it, is just experience I have being around uh, family. Uh, my own father yeah. uh, shaped me a lot. And I, I feel like I kind of have a style, but a little bit more modern, more methodical. My, okay. my dad uh, was sweet, very tough on us. Um, these days, he's the sweetest man because yeah. uh, he's grandkids. Yeah. Uh, but I learned a lot from him. Um, and then I listened to some podcasts. I started listening to your podcast also. Nice. <laughs> up on there, uh, some other podcasts, uh, Kurt Storming. And there's, um, uh, I, I, I like Jordan Peterson. I listen to his stuff a lot. Yeah. And uh, before, I, before I met my wife, I was reading a lot of books about being present in yeah. the moment. And uh, mindfulness and reflection and how important that is. Yeah, and I try to apply that uh, these days as well. Even though I, I forget sometimes, you know, I get caught yeah. up in daily grind. But um, usually, I have uh, a car ride. I have about forty-five minute drive. Okay, uh, sometimes up to an hour uh, to get home, and I use that time to reflect, listen. To, even if I don't listen to anything, I listen to my own mind and go over things that played out uh, the day before or that morning and try to figure out a way uh, to uh, be better, you know? Yeah. That's important to get that time. It's nice to have a, a car ride, a little decompression on the way home and a little uh, intention setting on the way in. That's, I mean, it's I know LA, LA traffic's not, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the number one thing that my wife is jealous of. Like, you get an hour drive. I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> like LA traffic. It's not the... <laughs> It's not known for being great commuting, yeah, in LA. But but you know when when there's so much going on, that drive yeah. can actually be a, a place of peace, um, you know, and a place to gather your thoughts. And actually, uh, lately I've been appreciating it more. Yeah, uh, having that drive, and I it goes by pretty quick. I don't even pay attention to traffic. I don't pay yeah. attention to what's going. On. Pay attention to the drive, but I don't pay attention <laughs> to the traffic, and yeah. it doesn't bother me. Like, oh, I need to get home, and I just yeah. relax and, and let such a good no? yeah, it's such a good time to like. I mean, with audiobooks now, I've 
I drive for work. I do real estate photography, so I'm kind of here and there all over the place. And I'll, I could finish a book in a week sometimes. And I'm like, tell my wife, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. You got to read this book. You got to read. And she's like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> like you're out all day yeah. driving and listening to books. And she's like, why don't you just tell me about it? And I'll get the main idea. And I was like, all right, that's fine. So yeah, uh, we yeah, have, have a collection. my wife orders books and we have a, a collection of books that have never yeah. read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do the audiobooks uh, sometimes too. I haven't I haven't done any good books lately. I think uh during uh during a COVID time um in the past few years uh I was just reading up on on a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff. I really got into it. Yeah. Uh, I I learned so much about uh our government and how it's run. <laughs> I learned uh, so much about uh, the dangers uh, and not trusting so much uh, uh, everything that comes out of that uh, that tube, and uh, you know, and yeah. we, we really are deceived. And uh, I read uh, some books on vaccines, and uh, we kind of stayed away from that whole fiasco, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, and, did you listen to, listen to Rogan's podcast with? Uh... What's the guy Kennedy? <laughs> it's the most recent one that was. So I actually read his whole book. You the... did the Fauci. What's it called? Yeah. I read his whole the book. Real. It yeah. really opened up my eyes, and um, no one understood what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, um, it seems like you understand, and now it seems like more of the country is understanding. It feels like yeah. more people are are starting to wake up to all the lies that, that we've been fed all these years. And uh, yeah. we're much more cautious now. Uh, yeah, we've always been a little skeptical, but like COVID definitely opened our eyes to like, oh, yeah. maybe maybe everything they're telling us isn't exactly for our benefit. <laughs> so like we got into like a lot of the, the food stuff during COVID, like oh, there's food shortages, and so it's like mm -hmm. let's start grow, let's start growing our own food. And we started, uh, I started reading Wendell Berry, which is kind of more about like uh, you know sustainable farming, and we have 0.1 acres here in uh, the Northwest, so we're not like <laughs> we don't have a ton of space to do it, but we have a little garden and some chickens. But we're like we need to be able to fend for ourselves a little bit if all everything. It hits yeah. the fan. So that's one of the reasons that I, 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 me and my wife talk about all the time, le leaving California, going out uh, somewhere in the Midwest and uh, getting a ranch. <laughs> yeah. Just being off the grid. We talk about it a lot, but yeah, maybe in the future, you know, bring the whole family out. You just got to have like a, an ADU or a, a mother-in-law space and you can <laughs> bring, Bring as many people with you as you can. That's the thing we'll be giving up if we left. Yeah. Because none of my family members are interested in leaving. You know, it's just yeah. Us. And they look at us like we're crazy. We're like, Why do you want to leave? <laughs> but so, we kind of understand. We were, you know, we want the best for our kids. We want them to grow up in a safe environment and uh, and also uh, for our family. And really, if shit hits the fan, we're kind of screwed out here. Yeah. Yeah, I just talked with um, John from Frontiersman Living, so it'll be last week's podcast when this one comes out, but okay. they're up in Montana, kind of living 
not off the grid, but pretty out there. So uh, it's a it'll be a fun conversation to listen to. But uh, yeah, it's inspiring to have the space to kind of let your kids run wild and uh, you know hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've been we've been looking around for land for like a year and a half now. It's like, man, we're near like we're in Olympia. So a little South of Seattle and like land's not cheap. <laughs> so the way Cal- that California, you'll see not cheap. I know that's true. No, you have it worse than we do. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, I, I worked my whole life to save up and I was able to, uh, buy a house out in the San Fernando Valley. And, uh, um, I think these days I would not be able to do that. That's, that's, uh, I was so blessed and the timing was so perfect, but I look at things now and it's like, I can never do that. We've been talking about selling the house, maybe buying in, uh, in a different area, but yeah, possible now. So, uh, we're, we're, we're staying, uh, we're staying where we are for now. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get dad squad gear, uh, blowing up and then we'll, Get you that, that yeah. Ranch. Once that <laughs> blows up, yeah, hopefully we can do that. And uh, yeah, you know, that was another thing, you know, with 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 having uh, a third child, I felt like like I need to do more, you know, to bring in more sources of income. Uh, sure. I have a few sources of income, but uh, it's just another thing that I took on to, you know, provide for the family. That's the main goal is really providing for your family. Uh, yeah. I have a strong passion for everything I do. I think the strongest is for dad squad just because I'm a dad and yeah, this is my life. I live it every day, you know? So, yeah. What's your vision or your goals for dad squad? Do you hope to, to take it, do more different gear, different stuff, or what's your, what's your vision for it? Yeah, we're taking more, uh, we're taking on more gear. You know, the, our, our community is, it's a mixed community, but mostly, uh, we've we've attracted since I'm into uh, Second Amendment. Uh, I'm I'm big on Second Amendment. We've attracted a lot of uh, Second Amendment advocates and a lot of gun okay. gun enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, recently, more of the EDC crowd uh, okay. has been following us, and we've uh, we're going to come out with more EDC gear. So okay, and uh, new hat designs, t-shirts. Um, We'll see where it goes, you know, cool. with the dad squad, uh, just anything that, that themed, you know, it's yeah. really the, the message behind it. Not so much the clothing. I mean, the hats are great, yeah. great quality, by the way, we, we <laughs> try to keep it good quality yeah. um, and new designs all the time. But really it's about being part of the dad squad. You know, we want yeah. people to, to join, follow our message. Uh, get our gear, wear it yeah. proudly. You know, um, I feel that when when we put on this hat, we it's it's like a different feeling. And you go out into public, yeah. And, uh, I get I get weird eyes sometimes, but then <laughs> I get nods from yeah. other dads. You know, and but it just makes me want to be a better dad, better man. You know, when whenever I have my hat on, yeah. Uh, it's more of a feeling rather than an accessory or fashion item. Right. It's game time. You got your, your uniform on. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cool. Uh, what do you do as a dad to kind of take care of yourself? I know people have been posting 
as we're recording, it's June, it's men's mental health awareness month, but do you have any practices or things that you do to kind of stay focused, stay centered, stay healthy? Uh, healthy is something that I'm working on constantly. Uh, you know, with, with, um, our third child, I kind of fell off track. Yeah. Uh, I was doing, I was doing pretty well before that. Uh, but you tend to, uh, have less time, uh, to, to dedicate to that, but I'm not using yeah. that as an excuse. I just need to dedicate myself to something. Um, uh, I've been trying uh, fast, uh, intermediate fasting, uh, okay. for the past, uh, months. So I'll eat, uh, uh, I'll eat dinner around seven and then not eat again till like 11 or 12 the next day. Okay. I got used to that. I have a lot more energy in the morning now because of it. Really? Okay. Yeah. It, uh, I listened to some uh, people talk about intermediate fasting and it yeah. took time to get used to. And once I got used to it, it's uh, I feel a lot more energy in the morning. When okay. I eat a big breakfast, kind of like by 11 a.m., I'm already hungry again. But, <laughs> uh, and it's true. Uh, so yeah. as far as health, that's one thing. We take, yeah. we take family walks. I, yeah. I I ride my bikes with the girls sometimes. Cool. Um, as far as mental health, um, there's just so much going on in my head all the time. It's, it's hard <laughs> to to kind of lower the volume. Uh, yeah. I'm always thinking. I'm always uh, planning my next move. So I think mostly it's in, in the car when I turn everything off and uh, yeah. really just think to myself. Um, obviously. Uh, like all men, like all dads, you know, we, we have our demons, we we, uh, we have our thoughts, we have our hardship. Uh, sometimes we yeah. even hear when we're alone, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we don't always have anyone to talk about, to, to talk about those things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely sometimes the stress of everything, the responsibility, everything kind of like mounts up at the yeah. same time and you feeling like what I do, but I kind of snap myself out of it. I, I put my hat on and I remember that I have a goal and yeah. uh, I think that's what helps me keep going and staying focused. Not letting, yeah. you know, and also those books that I read uh, about being in the present moment, not letting, uh, yeah, not thinking too much about, Oh, what's going to happen or, Oh, this happened to me. But just being present and understanding that one day at a time, yeah, it, it's the way to move. Yeah, I love that. What do you do uh, to stay connected to your daughters? I know they're all different ages. Um, do you have different strategies and goals in mind for how to to just stay connected to them? I know you said you're chatting with them all the time about different things, but uh, well, my they, older daughter yeah. is in gymnastics. Okay, she, she likes gymnastics. So I talked to her about that. I uh, try to give her uh, some pointers on that. Uh, at the dinner table, we talk about how the day was. I ask questions like, uh, what's the most exciting thing that happened to you today? Yeah. Uh, or um, what's what's something that frustrated you today? And yeah. uh, sometimes she'll not want to answer. And yeah. sometimes she'll open up. And, and I am able to connect with her that way. Uh, with... My middle child, she's uh, into art, so yeah. uh, we do art classes on the weekends. I take nice. her 
yeah, I take her to art class. I get one on one time with her. Cool. We go uh, have breakfast afterwards. Nice. Just be in her, and uh, we get to connect that way too. You know, uh, talking about art, and uh, I I sit in uh, color with her. Nice. Yeah, and I got my I got both girls into detailed coloring. I mean, I'm I'm okay. A little bit of an artist myself. I do graphic art. Yeah. Uh, designing. Uh, I'm I did photography also. Cool. And uh, with my middle child, I'll really see that create create creative yeah. side of her. I can really yeah. tell she's got that creative side. Um, so I I ho- harness that and hone in on that to connect with her. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and the youngest is you know <laughs> just keeping them alive just, right now. <laughs> well, with her actually lately, it's been books. She's, she's okay. really in books now. Before yeah. she she would like just throw the book, yeah. <laughs> but now she's actually yeah. comes when she wakes up. She'll bring a book to me and like book. That's book. that's awesome. Uh, so now I can actually read her books and point to pictures and and connect with her that way. And she yeah. Uh, that's now I'm I'm book I'm not that anymore. <laughs> You're the book guy. I love that. Yeah. So she'll wake up and like book. Yeah. Or we'll fa- I'll FaceTime with my wife and she'll come and she's like book. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, it feels like every different age you've got to learn a new way to connect, or every different child too. Uh, that's kind of the fun part of being a dad is just constantly studying our children and trying to figure out what makes them tick, and so. Sounds like right now you you figured out what each of your daughters needs from you, a book, <laughs> drawing, and yeah, just presence and time. It's such an important part of being a dad. That's awesome. And uh, swimming in the summer, we're all, we're all a pool family. We love cool. jumping in the pool. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes now it's hot, so I'll get home from work and we'll all go jump in the pool. That's awesome. Yeah. They'll jump on my shoulders and they, we'll have a lot of fun and it's a yeah. good way connect with the kids and, and spend time with them. Yeah, that's great. Uh, pretty much I, it's since as soon as I get home, it's just being with the kids and right. doing things until on. they go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I recently read, uh, the five love languages for kids book, which is like just a different version of the classic five love languages. And it's really interesting just to think about the different ways each of your kids uh, receive love and to try out each different one. You know, I don't remember all of them. Quality time, words of affirmation, touch. I feel like all of my kids are at the physical touch stage. So I'm just like, I'm wrestling my toddler all the time. I'm wrestling my seven year old. And then my daughter just jumps on top of the pile. So I'm like, yeah, this is a great, this is my love language too. So let's do this. But, um, yeah, words of affirmation and all those are just great ways to connect and to keep kind of tinkering with each child yeah i've been trying that out actually the words of affirmation that um, yeah. something i want to uh, i do with them before they go to sleep now is look them directly in the eye tell yeah. them, uh, i love you and i'm very proud of you and i can't wait to see you tomorrow and, yeah uh, and i feel like when i do that they, they fall asleep a lot faster and <laughs> takes the worries away but also helps me to connect with them letting them know you know, no matter what I was uh, m- maybe mad at you or corrected you, yeah. I want you to know that I, I, I love you and I'm proud of you, uh, really, no matter what. It's uh, showing them that we have unconditional love for them. Uh, yeah. I find that out lately and 
that's definitely been good as far as touch um my kids get hugs and kisses all the time i yeah i mean i i make it a point to give them a hug and a kiss before i leave for work uh, when i come home from work um anytime we separate there's yeah. always a hug and kiss and i think that's just something in my family also that I, the way i was raised yeah. um uh, my dad till these days uh when he comes by the office to visit or if i go to his house it's a hug and a kiss you know we yeah. we we have that in our family the affection so uh, yeah it does it does do a lot for uh, connection as well yeah i love that yeah bedtime is such a good anchoring time to kind of settle everyone in and <laughs> ask for forgiveness if we need to and then kind of send them off with our our blessings into the into the night that's great what was that uh, book called that you mentioned the five love languages for children uh i don't know if it's five love languages for children uh i gotta look that one for, up for kids maybe uh, there's one for teens the five love languages of children the secrets to loving children effectively i think is what it's called so that's a nice little audiobook. I think it was like five hours long to listen to. So I'll check it uh, out. That's an easy one. That's like one week's worth of commuting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. So we're getting kind of to the end of our time. Do you have any final thoughts for dads? Uh, resources you'd point them to? Dad Squad gear, if they want a hat for sure, or a shirt. Um, but yeah, any. Check out on uh, Instagram at uh, Dad Squad gear. Yeah. Our website is thatsquadgear.com. Cool. Uh, uh, you know, give us a shout out, give us a follow. Uh, for sure. Other than that, uh, my advice for dads is, you know, stay strong. Uh, life is challenging. It would always be challenging. There is no uh, happiness at the end of the road. You know, the road is happiness. So yeah, it's important for, for dads to remember that because uh, a lot of times we're like, when will this end? When will I be happy? When will yeah. things get easy? And the answer is never. You, you got to live in the in the present moment. You got to take on the challenges. You got to stay strong and uh, really uh, enjoy the journey uh, that we are blessed with. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on with me today. Hopefully, a bunch of the dads will buy your hats, and we can uh, we can stay in touch. I uh, I love what you're doing. I love your message. So keep it up. Thanks, Isaac. Appreciate you yeah. having me on. Yeah.